as much as you might get into a comparison analysis and be wanting to do as much research as possible, I think knowing when that's enough is really integral for sure and not getting swept up by what everybody else is doing and what quote what looks quote unquote successful because that's everybody's own version of success and everybody's own path to it as well. So what might work for somebody else may not necessarily work or feel aligned to you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast. I am so excited you guys are joining us here today for another episode where we bring in female entrepreneurs who share the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between of their entrepreneurial journey and how it led to success. I am finally getting back into a routine of editing and posting these episodes. We were kind of iffy there for a while just because Matt started his full-time career, you know, we were visiting family members, life was just going in a million different directions, and I had to pause for a second, regroup, and then come back together. Um, With that being said, everything that has happened to me over the past couple months, you know, it's been super exciting. My startup company that I started back in January of 2020 um, is actually in an accelerator program, so as you can imagine, Working full-time, having the podcast, having a blog, having a startup company is a lot to handle, but in the best way possible. I love everything I'm doing, so it's worth it. It's just getting back into a routine. Um, So like I said before, welcome back to the Innovator Podcast. And if you're new here, the Innovator Podcast is a female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and this week I'm welcoming Christine from CL Designs. Christine is the expert behind CL Designs, and she's a graphic designer who's trading and climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world. Over the past five years, she's grown her studio to help lifestyle businesses elevate their branding and connect with the people most important to them. She's also the host of the Brand Party Podcast, and the podcast focuses on tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. Christine delivers honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. I highly recommend going over and checking out her podcast on Apple Podcasts and listening to the episode that went live on September 14th about taking burnout and generating it into a breakthrough business you'll actually love. With that being said, Christine, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the Innovator Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Erica. Absolutely. I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast today because I have been trying to track you down for a little bit to give a new vision of what creative entrepreneurship can look like. So you're a graphic designer and over the past five years, you've really helped elevate lifestyle businesses to connect with their brand and and their audience and everything in between. So how I always like to start um, is for you to start us at the very beginning and talk to us about what your early life was like and how your story has evolved to get you where, where you are today. So we have a full picture of who you are before we dive even deeper into your entrepreneurial journey. 
Absolutely. I think it's so important to be able to share kind of the less glamorous sides as well of entrepreneurship and how each path has been kind of delved into. So thank you for this opportunity. And to take you all the way back, I guess I used to be a color contest champion. So I grew up not really thinking much else than creativity and was just fascinated by color and had actually stopped taking math and science as soon as as it wasn't a prerequisite for things. And so I guess my path kind of chose me in a way and just really fell into a way of creativity and curiosity uh, from a very young age. And because my fine art uh, background was very much integrated into the way that I live my life, I found that the industry was changing quite rapidly as well and was becoming more digital. And so that was definitely a transition and a learning curve in itself to be able to adjust to and partially come to terms with as well. But my first kind of foray into entrepreneurship was actually through a streetwear apparel brand that I had founded um, called In Lieu Of during my, I guess, also taking my bachelor's of graphic design as well. But that was kind of the very transitional time in my life going from, it was like in my early twenties um, as well. And I didn't really think that I would actually become my own boss again after running that for about two years or so on and off. And at that point I was going to school and that was kind of the main focus as well. And I had at the same time helped bootstrap startups to raise 90 K plus Kickstarter campaigns to working on climbing the corporate ladder after graduating before I ended up trading it in for climbing mountains around the world and just worked in a fast paced media world where I had helped to launch social channels for Walmart live better to being nominated for a digital publishing award for my time at McLean's and worked at Sportsnet, MLSE, to getting to interview like Canadian sensations like Jan Arden, A Tribe Called Red, uh, Sarah McLaughlin and more, and getting to cover events like the Juno Awards while at CBC Music. It was like my pinnacle 16-year-old self-dream job if you had asked me then. But a fun fact was when I left my last corporate job since, uh, I was actually also jetting off to Greece that same afternoon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so very, it was a very vivid moment that I often re- remind myself of and embarked on a journey of a lifetime that I'm so thankful to have experienced, especially looking back of how we're experiencing COVID now. And I went to live in Mexico for a month and then visited Panama, Peru, and then off to Portugal, Germany, Spain while running my business full time and celebrated my one year business anniversary last year in Arizona. And so uh, in terms of my branding, who I was definitely has changed and it's definitely not exclusive to this, but before my branding was so much more bland than what you might see now. and. Right now, it's much more vibrant, and it's all about creating that bold legacy for my clients and helping them create that as well, but really inspired by my travel journeys um, that I had experienced. And it's all about communicating with integrity and creating a positive impact because now I help really social impact businesses and nonprofits create cohesive branding and marketing collateral to increase your funding opportunities and sales through a holistic brand 360 approach through branding, web design, and social content. So this is kind of what really lights me up uh, moving forward. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that you talked about, you know, you got your bachelor's degree in graphic design, but often when you see with these entrepreneurs is yes, they're getting their education, but they're often itching for so much more. And that's what you did with your streetwear apparel brand. Like, you know, you were going to school, but you're like, wait, okay, I can, I can do more. I can always do more. And I feel like that, that is such an entrepreneurial mindset. You're like, yep. So what else can I do? I'm ready for the next thing. Let's go. Yeah, always looking for the next challenge. And I think especially, I don't know if other creatives or other students even who are listening to this podcast episode now can relate to the fact that, you know, there's so much more that they don't teach you in school as well. So I think there definitely is a lot that you can learn from it through a traditional curriculum, but also you really need to live and breathe it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you never... The best experience I've always said is when you're actually living it and doing it yourself. That is like always when, when I have learned the most as well is like when I'm messing up on my own or when I'm doing it on my own and, you know, a professor can tell you all day long, um, okay, well, you're going to need to know this in the quote unquote real world, but it's not until you live it. You're like, oh no, they were right. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. So you are also the founder and host of the Brand Party podcast, which is a very successful podcast, a top 10 Canada design podcast. And it's really catered for an emphasis on design tips that you can implement right away. Um, So if someone's tuning in and they want to dive into one of your episodes, what can they expect to hear? Yeah, first of all, thank you. It's been an amazing journey to share my story and other diverse stories and experiences along the way. And so celebration is definitely a key pillar for the brand party podcast my guests and i deliver fun honest and actionable branding tips that you can implement right away in your entrepreneurial journey and so there are new episodes released every monday to kick off your best week yet and are about five to 30 minutes long so they're concise digestible whether you're tuning in for your daily walk or commute as well but our next season is really focusing in on impact in particular so i had kind of highlighted that bold legacy piece is really important to me. So it's really about honing in on that um, for the Brand Party podcast. I listened to the Burnout to Breakthrough episode this morning. Mm. I was so inspired. I mean, the guests you have on are awesome. They're spectacular and super like willing and able to give their advice and give that to your audience so that they can use it in their own lives to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to dive into the Innovator podcast a little bit more as well and to hear everybody's stories because I think everybody else, everybody has a story to share and those burnout ones are some of my favorite from the Brand Party podcast too. There's a few episodes on there from season one and two now and they're just, I really love that they're not glamorizing entrepreneurship because I think some people sometimes even fall into it because they think that, oh, it's easy or it looks yeah, really shiny from the outside to be on your own terms and to do what you love. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that come along with it that maybe people don't maybe underestimate in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I was actually listening to an episode, a podcast episode the other day of CEO School. It's one of my new found podcasts that I'm really diving into. And she said the exact same thing about glamorizing entrepreneurship and like people see the office and they think they have to have this glamorous lifestyle. And she's like, no, the reality is your hair is up in a bun. (laughs) You're wearing sweatpants. You probably have coffee spilled on you somehow. Like it's not always the glamorous things that you see in like Forbes and Vogue and magazines that really glamorize entrepreneurship. It's like a hard, hard job. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think there are definitely always pros and cons to every situation, every circumstance. And so it's just a matter of finding the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. So jumping into more advice, um, you know, if there are entrepreneurs listening who are early on in their journey, and there are quite a few of them that I've had the opportunity to connect with, and they're really trying to establish their brand, rather it be whether it be their their company brand or their personal brand themselves. Um, what advice do you have for them for really honing in on that so that they can have the best business outcome possible? Yeah, I would say as much as you might get into a comparison analysis and be wanting to do as much research as possible, I think knowing when that's enough is really integral for sure and not getting swept up by what everybody else is doing and what quote what looks quote unquote successful because that's everybody's own version of success and everybody's own path to it as well. So what might work for somebody else may not necessarily work or feel aligned to you. So understanding your values and how you want to communicate that is extremely important, but also on the other side, what you maybe necessarily don't want to share as well, I think is equally important um, in order to really protect and value yourself. Because if you are a solopreneur in particular, then, and you're literally the lifeblood of your business, it's really important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself equally as much as you're taking care of the, you know, tangible sales uh, of your business so that it's really thriving so that you're not worried about where your next paycheck is coming from because you can't take care of yourself in order to um, put yourself in a situation where you can do so. Yeah, I wanted to dive more into something that you just said about everyone having their own path to success, because that is that is so true. You can't look at someone else's path and say, okay, well, why am I not on the same trajectory? Because you really need to figure out what works for you. Every person's different and every path is different. Um, so kind of diving more into that, you know, we talked about glamorizing this path, but did you experience any roadblocks or any difficult times when you were deciding to explore entrepreneurship that you're like, oh no, is this worth it? Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. These are some of my favorite questions to answer because it's very, I don't sugarcoat anything. There's no fluff here in that sense. And hopefully through these lived experiences, people are able to learn from, from it as well. And so I think looking back, I often remind myself that there was so much guilt and shame associated with taking that leap in the first place. And I had been freelancing on and off for about five plus years before diving full time into my current business, just to give some context. And so at that point, I was working for one of the biggest broadcasters in Canada and hit like a multiple milestones in my career at that point and was looking for what was next to challenge myself to continue growing and just ultimately enjoying what I love most, despite the cushy salary at a young age or being able to walk to work and interview some big celebrities and having health benefits for the first time in my career as well. But I didn't necessarily want to be punished for being paid, you know, X amount of dollars just to be able to uh, collect a paycheck. And so I would look around the office and often think to myself, you know, my coworkers are on Facebook or all day, all afternoon and uh, going for long coffee breaks just to pass the time. And that's not really the way that I want to live my life. So something people don't talk enough about is that your circle uh, or even the perceptions of people around you and your community will change. And it can be very hard and, to accept that and the friends that you may have thought would support you 
they don't and others will also surprise you and become your ultimate best friends for life along the way and along the journey so i think that's that was a big kind of moment in my life to realize and continue realizing as we evolve and grow as people and as business owners but something was missing um, and shifting and I was looking for more and also burning out between both ends of the stick, having freelance and also worked full time in my job that I knew that something had to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you hit the nail right on the head with, I mean, as your life changes, there's often times people who don't understand, you know, to, for the outsider looking in, you know, a great corporate job benefits, a good salary. What's, what's not to like, um, and it's hard to get past, you know, the guilt and the shame and, and constantly be striving for what's next and, you know, pushing yourself to find your ultimate happiness and achieve your ultimate goals. Um, I think I hear that. I hear that story. I don't think I know I hear that. story. <laughs> yeah. And something that I want to remind people too, is that opinions do not pay the bills. And this has been something that has stuck with me. And it sounds funny, but the reality is whether you're looking at social media, at people's followers, or, uh, you know, you get unsolicited advice from people or comments of, from trolls who just have way too much free time. I think it can be, it feels very personal. Um, but at the same time, it's really, I don't want it to stop people from achieving their goals and dreams. I love that quote. That's going to be the quote of this episode. <laughs> That's great. Opinions do not pay the bills. I mean, mm. amen to that. <laughs> so can you walk us through a normal day in your life with CL Designs and your, your personal life even, um, if there even is such a thing as a normal day? Yeah, I think more and more I've really learned to cherish what I need in my life as well on a personal level and that it will ultimately benefit my business as well. So, you know, looking at my mornings and how people work, I think it's really interesting. Again, just holding in on what works for you is really integral and, um, it's definitely changed a lot and has shifted, but efficiency is definitely the name of my game. So I, always start off with a slow morning. I am not part of the 5 5 a.m. club. (laughs) And so in that sense, I really love being able to get some movement in my day to start and having proper breakfast so that I can just have my best foot forward. And then I'm able to give and pour more into my clients throughout the day. But an efficiency tip that I want to share too is definitely to time block in the batch work as well and identify when you want to, when you work best. And so Tuesdays and Thursdays are typically my batch days for calls, like PR opportunities or features like this and client consults in particular. So this is kind of my like major connection days in that sense. And Mondays are really to get more administrative and sales oriented tasks ready for the week and just focus in on myself and more internal stuff. Whereas Wednesdays are focused primarily on projects um, as a deeper dive and then Fridays to kind of wrap up any loose ends for the week. Um, So that's kind of how I structure my overall day and week, if I can normalize it as much as possible. I love I've heard someone else say this too, that I've interviewed that they say they have like their connection days and then their project days. And then the days where they're just like, knee deep in tasks and they don't want to do anything else except focus on those tasks. And that resonates with me so much because that's how I feel like I personally work is I can get distracted and try and do 10 things at once because that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. But having those like, not even like 
hours in the day, but like full on days where you're like, okay, you're going to get this done. You might not want to, but sit here and get it done so that you can move on to the next thing. I think that's so beneficial for entrepreneurs who probably have their hands in 50 different pots. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as a creative too, I think people can relate that it's hard to turn off completely. And so when your mind's tinkering, even in the shower or wherever, going on a walk, it can be hard to turn off completely. So sometimes I I even schedule in like non-negotiable lunch times or breaks just into my schedule so that I have that personal time for myself to kind of have perspective between things because it can be very easy to get caught up in so many different directions when you're wearing all the hats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what is a book, a resource, or a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? So The Happiness Equation by Neil Pazricha is absolutely my holy grail book forever. And so I actually got to see him live at a youth entrepreneurship event in Toronto, where we're both actually from. But he really flips the script on how we view um, quote unquote success. And so if you start with being happy first in order to do good work, and then you'll ultimately achieve success, I think it sounds so simple, but easier said than done. But oftentimes we think that we need to achieve success and do good quote unquote good work in order to be happy. But it's just a really simple flip of the script. I love that. I need to read that. I get so many great recommendations from this podcast. (laughs) I have a running list of things that I'm either getting from Amazon to read a hardback or I'm getting the audiobook for when I'm driving back (laughs) and forth to like visit my parents and stuff. But that, that sounds so great. I mean, that is what it truly comes down to is, you know, if you're doing something that you love every single day and flipping the script and, you know, seeking out happiness instead of what society tells you is quote unquote success you already are succeeding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think when you look beyond, uh, you know, obviously there's different circumstances in the world for every person, but I would hope, you know, if you have your basic necessities covered and, you know, all the human rights and whatnot, that I would hope that everybody can find their fulfillment and happiness and uh, also financially compensated for it fairly as well. So I think that's ultimately all we can ask for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could not agree more. So Christine, lastly, where can the audience find you if they want to connect and listen to the podcast or possibly dive into your Web360 model and work with you? Absolutely. So if you're looking to create your bold legacy today, come check out more about me and my work at christineldesigns.com to set up a time to chat a little bit more deeply and connect. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at underscore C-L-I-E-U and at Brand Party Podcast and tune in weekly for new episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Well, perfect. We'll also include that in the show notes. So it's super easy for people to connect with you. They don't even have to think about it. They just have to (laughs) they're able to connect. But Christine, thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, your work is amazing. And I am so thankful we had the opportunity to connect today and dive deeper into all the work that you do. Thanks so much, Erica.